Okay, so straight off the back of our Christmas cracker, midweeker, real steel, we've got another. And it is a traditional Christmas movie. This well, if you here. cast your mind back, just a couple of weeks, we did Bone Alone. Yeah. We're gone, and this feels like, you know, just custom designed just to troll me but we're going for home alone this time this is this wasn't especially designed to troll you but i feel like this film because of like from some of the even from some of the early episodes of this podcast mm. it's kind of woven into the fabric of it it's uh. probably it's probably featured most prominently in our top fives literally just to troll you mm. um but it is after all the christmas period and this is a christmas film from 1990 and it is home alone and the reason that we're reviewing it is because i watched it for the first time in in a long time i will say with my seven-year-old who wanted to watch a film and we you know he just keeps wanting to watch the same like cartoony ones that he's he's seen yeah, yeah. and uh, this is a live action film obviously which isn't really isn't really anything that he's kind of like sat and engaged with a great deal. So I thought it's Christmas as a young. I think I mean mo- pretty much everybody listening will know. I hate um, who this like. Who's I don't know. In the I think he's finding a new audience about. still because it's but because he's. I think in the film he's meant to be like Kevin McAllister. Yeah, he's he's not much older than that. Yes. Right. So and JJ Seven. So I was thinking he might you know miles he, away. He might think yeah. Well, that you know this kid huge. represents me a little bit. So this is 1990s Home Alone. It opens on the McAllister house and it's Christmas. You can see the lights outside. There's snow. It looks beauty. They've got like a eight bedroom house or something by the looks of it. Yeah. And they've got about eight families going on in there as well because it's Christmas. Everybody's running around. We've got a policeman at the bottom of the stairs who's just trying to get the attention of whoever owns the house. And the policeman's Joe Pesci and... He stood at the bottom of the stairs in police uniform and everybody's going by him. And he says, do you live here or have you got your parents here? And they go, yes, but they're not the ones that own this house. So he has to keep on doing it. After about, I don't know, half an hour and the pizza delivery guy coming, then he eventually speaks to the father of the house and says, who says, yeah, well, we've got these locks and we've got these security and everything. And then he speaks to the mother and she says, oh, we're going away to France. And he, he leaves. So for context, mm. Joe Pesci, this, you know, charming policeman, is just a friendly chap going around the neighbourhood, just making sure that... Is he though? Everybody, well, maybe not. But, Something tells me. But anyway, he's just checking that everyone's okay and that, you know, that is what, what's going on. You're going away. Be careful because, you know, that we've heard about some robins mm. in the neighbourhood mm. who might, you know, look to be pilfering some of your belongings. What this scene is also doing is trying to paint a picture of like there's absolute chaos going on in this household because they're going on vacation the following day and there's so much to do loads of kids running around it's it's fucking like hell on earth so you wouldn't want to be part of this scene but because it it's kind of alluding to the fact that this is pretty chaotic and you know something might get forgotten or whatever and yeah we see well, it, if that well it does and that plays and, out. and and Kevin we see him. He's he feels like he's not being treated fairly in the house. He he, he uses fairly fruity language to to talk about how he's treated like yeah, scum so th- and that he's. Well, uh, th- there's 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 two things going on here. He he seems to be like a butt of the few of the. So there's yeah. some older there's some older kids. Yeah, um, eleven and, kids. 
There's lots of kids, not all of them, you know, direct sort of, you know, siblings, but there are cousins and all of this kind of caper going on. So there's this Buzz character. Oh, this is where I'm out right, so, every time. So Buzz, I mean, he, he is a, a notorious, like, child <laughs> in cinematic history. I think yeah. if, you, if you talk about Buzz, obviously there's Buzz Lightyear, but, you know, if you, you don't have to go too far before somebody goes, oh, Buzz from from Home Alone, what a, what a bell end. And, I mean, he ranks right up there with other characters and and people in you yeah. know in, in other films you know family he's, he's a little bit like the the kid off toy story who rips the head off dolls and things he kind of is but when when you see it like all he is a bit he's he's less like he's not physically he's, ginger, know, he's not isn't a he? bully huh he's ginger isn't he he is ginger he's really ugly he looks like a pig and he's he, got he like looks like he might grow up to be out of the biff out of yeah, you're getting Biff vibes out there. He's just like a nasty bully Back to piece of shit. Biff. So he's given Kevin McAllister, played by Macaulay Culkin, a hard time, and all the other kids. He, he, it just buzzes. He eats his pizza. He, yeah, he, he eats, eats his so, pizza, yeah. and he says, "If you want, if you want some work, get a plate. I'll bath some up for you." And he, he pretends to be sick, yeah. and then so Kevin reacts to that and starts throwing out insults and causing a bit of a scene. And then I think he not like loads of stuff gets. That's knocked when over. this big scene happens in the kitchen, and and I think milk gets spilt over the passports and gets crushed as a chair sort of gets pushed back, and lots of other things. Something else spilled, and everybody looks around at Kevin, and they go. Oh, you're a little germ. You're a disease. Why don't you just go upstairs? You're a jerk from the ang- from the uncle. And, yeah. and they're all like this. So he's just thinking, oh, God, everybody hates me. His mum marches him upstairs right to the top. He's got to share a bed with the kid that pisses himself all the time. <laughs> and he says, look, I don't want to do that. He says, okay, I'll find him somewhere else. But I don't want to see you again all night. And he says, I wish I didn't have family. And she says, well, look. You wouldn't want to, you know, if we woke up, if you woke up tomorrow and we were all gone and you weren't here, you'd miss us. Yeah. And she said, he goes, no, I wouldn't. He said, well, say it again then. Maybe it will happen. And yeah. he says it again, Pete. Wow. It's like Candyman. And well, we, in, in in amongst all, all of the chaos with the with the pizza and everything getting knocked over, a load of stuff gets thrown in the bin. Including his passport. Including his passport and t- plane ticket by the looks of things. So. Again, this is and, uh, and so then in the morning there's a there's been an electrical outage in the night, which meant all the alarm clocks that were going to wake them up in yeah. the morning they need to be out by eight didn't go off, and so it's panic in the morning, and they're going look we've got to get there we've got forty five minutes to get to the airport everybody's got to get ready out up done and they do it and it's such a account it's such a mad kind of rush they're in the count. There's a kid who wanders over from the other street. He's just from a little weird kid from the from in the neighbourhood who's just like, oh, what's the mileage on that van? Or oh, how far does it go? What colours it come in? And he's asking yeah. all these. Questions. I mean, he's not Australian, Dan, but he. <laughs> I don't he know why you did that in I an Australian accent. But yeah, he's really irritating and asks loads and loads of questions. So yeah, of course. So it's one of the elders. It's one of the elder siblings, like a sister or something, who accidentally counts what she thinks is Heather. It's Heather. She makes the mistake. Bloody Heather. Basically. So they all get in these vans, these like transport vehicles, and off to the airport they go. And they rush through. They've just made the plane. They all get up. Parents are flying first class. Kids are in coach. Mm. Economy. Sounds like a good Um, idea, though. And, and, yeah, happy day. She has a feeling she's forgotten something, but she's not kind of sure what. Uh, And Kevin, meanwhile, wakes up in the house and it's he's home it's empty, alone. Well, exactly he goes right. I made my pet, my family disappear, 
and he then thinks about all the nasty things and it's kind of just pops up yeah. in little heads next to him. Get upstairs, Kevin. Oh, you're a disease. You're a jerk. And all the rest of it. And then he says it again, but this time with a smile on his face. And he yeah. goes, I made my family disappear. <laughs> and he celebrates by bouncing on the bed, eating popcorn at the same Just time. Just doing whatever yeah. any eight-year-old boy who wanted their family to disappear would do in celebration. And, and so, great. We've also had a little clue of the next-door neighbour at one point has been shown shoveling snow and biff tells him that he's a, a wanted mer- serial killer who's never been caught yeah he killed um, his own family that's right and everybody on the block back and he's like he's kids. one of those guys that like he looks sort of like ha- a bit haggard yeah. and, like and a bit scary done, like a unibomber and, yeah or something yeah. and it, like to to an eight-year-old boy if you've been told this guy's horrible yeah and kills people and he you know and he looks a bit scary and he's not really like got a load of people skills, this fella, has he? No, you might you might go you might sort of believe that. Anyway, Kevin turns on the TV and he's having time of his life watching old black and white movies and um, yeah. and eating all the kind of stuff that he never was allowed to eat. And he's king of his own castle. Yeah, he at one point he he, he spruces himself up and makes the grave error of putting aftershave on his face. Yeah. That's right. Um, which burns his skin, which that wouldn't happen. And he's just so young, isn't he? I mean, like, he, I don't know how old he was actually in this movie, but I watched it today. I don't know. He looks, you know, when he looks younger than your kids now, you he think, looks geez, very, very yeah. young and slight yeah. and small. All the while, there's been a couple of shifty characters kind of staking out the neighbour. And these guys, known collectively as the Wet Bandits, mm. are some recently escaped prison or is that in the second one? I can't remember now. But anyway, they are. They're, well, they're, yeah, they're, they're a, then, a bad duo. And yeah. one of them is actually the policeman. And man. you can tell because he's got the gold tooth. Same gold tooth. He's got yeah. the same gold tooth. Um, and, and it's also the same guy as well. So you can tell. And it's the same guy. But yeah. it was the tooth because that glittered a little yeah. earlier. But as uh, Kevin's coming back from like a, a little outing, he nearly gets run over by by the wet bandit, sees the, the, the glint of the gold tooth realizes that this is the fella from yesterday and they're now up to no good so to convince them and other people i guess that 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 he is not home alone he sets up a rather elaborate kind of dinner party type scene with some mannequins that there's absolutely no like backstory as to why they're there in the house all dressed up with music it's quite sort of innovative though what he does he puts them on like turntables he's got a series of pulleys pulleys and string string and stuff and to you know to the unsuspecting burglar. It's a nice light shadow play going through the curtains yeah. and everybody's having fun. So and they think, oh, maybe they they ended up not going away. Sadly. His doesn't. mother his yeah. mother does twig, doesn't she, mid-flight, that yeah. they, they done fucked up. Yeah. Mm. She yeah. just screams, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. And Imagine seems- having a child and calling it Kevin. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, this, uh, my my father-in-law's name is Kevin, but he was he didn't get given that by his parents. He was given that by his friends when he was about forty. Oh, your he friends was, can call he's you Chinese. Kevin. <laughs> so, and he just said, I'd, "I'd like an English name." And his friends on the golf course, everyone said, "We're going to call you Kevin," and that's how he got the name Kevin. Right. But there are other Kevins out there. Yeah. So then there's this scene when they arrive in in Paris, and she's like beside herself with worry, beside herself with worry. The, the old man doesn't seem quite yes. so bothered. He's like, well, listen, you sort that out and we'll go and fucking like, go and have a spa at the hotel. 
and yeah, yeah all the flights all the flights are booked yeah. for a couple of days well, and the phone holidays, lines yeah. are out we know the phone lines are out because that's already been nicely set up is the last thing that this guy just randomly came over to somebody getting into a taxi to tell them yeah. your telephone isn't going to work for a couple of days just hell of a setup, yeah hell hell of of a setup. so there's no there's no calling kevin to see if he's fine um and they don't have anybody that lives remotely close to them that they might because they're all with them yeah yeah, yeah that's well, it. She, she does through sort of pleading and hysteria and everything manages to to organize a flight back to pennsylvania yeah and the family house that we haven't said like in in is in suburban chicago yeah i have no idea the windy city i have no idea the distance between pennsylvania and distance chicago. brings its own reward it does <laughs> yeah it often does but any any clues we're um, not entirely sure and well, we know that cold. it's we know that they're yeah, it must be in the same vicinity and only an, an overnight. Everything's cold there at the moment, though. Yeah, yeah very that's, true. That's true. Very mm. true. Well, she, Kevin, Kevin goes out to the shop, doesn't he? He does. Buys a shitload of groceries with not much money, and does he clock the burglars? Does he? Because that's it, what, that's yeah, that's the bit that I was talking about. Or does where, he? Is, is the stuff that he buys in the shop the stuff that he uses to rig all the booby traps with? Bit of that as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because he's done, he makes a couple of journeys out. Let's definitely not go through every single fucking booby trap. We're not. We're not going to. I mean, Good. The, Fuck right, that. The, the thing is, I, I don't want to spoil this for anyone who hasn't heard <laughs> it. But if someone said to me, "Home alone," then obviously you need the setup. Yeah. But then in my head, the entire film is just like booby traps and this like boy being tormented, and you know, there's hours he's the tormentor really. It, exactly. But we are a long, long way into the film before the wet bandits finally make their attempt to to get into the uh, into the household yeah do you know that that house is up for sale at the moment yeah the goonies one's up for sale as well i think is it yeah okay yeah. I would, the goonies one would be really cool actually mm. so with this the McAllister house but they sold with noel's house one the the one in penrith <laughs> right which would have been a nice one yeah. to have as well but yeah that's for sale if you've got a few few hundred thou or quid, mil yeah. or whatever well it, um, it, it, things progress as the, the the wet bandits make their way in well try and make their way in there's a few things that happen like on the porch we, we spoke about all this in bone alone didn't we well, um, what, what we haven't what we haven't mentioned is is one of the things that that kevin does early on is stick on a film a film called angels with dirty faces yeah it's a bastardized version of no, it's that's what it that's was. Oh, that's Jimmy, the actual. Sorry, that's the actual it, film. Yeah. Angels with Filthy Souls is the one Angels from the with film. Filthy Souls. So it's, it's like a rip off of Angels yeah, with Dirty yeah. Faces, and in it, and th- this was the only bit that I sort of like watched. So there's like this black and white spoof of, yeah. of that of that film, and it's like a guy who owes some money and blah blah blah, and you get this dialogue that um, involves like there's no like swearing, but he's he's a pretty mean mean old guy. This this fella. And he's saying, I'm not going to pay you your money and I'm going to pump you full of lead. Words to that effect. And then, like, guns this guy down. Like, you don't see actual, Gatling like... gun style, yeah. Yeah, you don't see actual, like, like blood and bullet yeah. holes, per se. Yeah. But you see someone get, like, mercilessly gunned down. Which I was sat there thinking, like, my lad's watching this and he's seven. That's quite sort of full-on hmm. in terms but of, it's like... It's an old black-and-white gangster movie, isn't it? Well, I know, but yeah, he's he, never seen those that's either. That's gangster, so Johnny. That, that, that <laughs> yeah. would have been his... Um, Almost first person seen gun down. Ugly yellow, no good keister up my property. Have you had a stroke? Yeah, (laughs) Um, that's kind of what they sound like. 
Yeah. So what he d- then does is is use that to like you know initially scare off one of the me- one of the wet bandits, Marv or the other guy, Harry. Which one? Curly hair is. Yep. Marv. Yes, Daniel Stern and Joe yeah. Pesci is Harry Lyme. Okay. From uh, the yeah. Third Man. We know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So yeah, he he scares them off by making them think that there's like some yeah. kind of lunatic in there already yeah. with, with a gun, but they they work out. Yeah, and it, it's basically Kevin defending his home for the next hour or so with mm. various laughs. There's swinging cans of paint. There's broken glass. It's the iron. There's the, the iron. iron. There's the, it's the an eight year old boy who's one step ahead of these two. Yes. Plus kind of idiots that are robbing the place and all the time mother is is charging back of course she's not going to make it until he's wrapped things up in a neat little bow well she's she by this time has, has met he's like pleading at, at the pennsylvania airport desk and john candy overhears this yeah. and i had completely forgotten that john candy was even in this film but i should have known it's an american film in the 90s and he was in all of them but he's only got a small but he's like a part of a polka band a, t- a traveling polka band and she's there sort of like lamenting how shit a mother she is and, and he then just starts going oh no it's fine like these guys this this guy hasn't seen his kids for like five years and <laughs> this one's like a piece of shit and it's so all don't worry of his, about it. all of his dialogue was improvised was it yeah i didn't know that he did his whole thing in in one 23 hour shift of work really? it was done as a favor to the director chris columbus That's and john hughes the writer yeah okay yeah Okay, so he he sort of you know brings another like bit of humour yeah. to the to proceedings. I mean, before Kevin's even been set upon by the by the wet bandits, he, he's popped to church and he's had like a bit of a conflab with with your man from next door and found out that he's not a wrong one, that he's just a lonely old guy. Well, that's um, it. I it's mean, like the old Boo Radley kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he he, he kind of helps him out and he's Marley, his name is, and he knocks him out with a snow shovel, takes Kevin home and the two burglars are arrested. And then the next morning, Kevin wakes up and he's disappointed. The family still aren't there, mm. you know. And then he hears one of them enter there and he goes downstairs and they immediately have a hug and everything. And it's it's a lovely, warm Christmas. People they didn't want to, to speak to anymore are suddenly hugging and, and kissing. And yeah, he, he keeps, he doesn't say anything about Harry and Marv. And there's some missing gold, I think. And they're wondering why. There's a few clues. Was the there? tooth, the tooth is, the tooth, is found, yeah. isn't it? Even Buzz and Kevin have kind of a moment Fuck where they, <laughs> they kind of make up. And Marley sees everyone greeting him and it's, it's a nice moment he has for some him sort of weird well. reconciliation with his family doesn't well he? The, when they're talking in the church he's like t- they're talking about family and he's saying oh why haven't you got family like i heard that you killed them all and he was like <laughs> oh, no like i had an argument with my son and i said i don't, didn't want anything to do with him anymore and then there was this like one christmas that I, I tried reaching out to him and he didn't really seem too receptive to it so i've just left it at that and then kevin encourages him to to make amends with his with his family Christmas spirit and uh, and that's exactly what the the guy says back to him. He's like, "Well, listen, like your family, you know, they do care about you, and you know, you you do miss them. So you need to be nicer to them and them you, etc." So, D- did you enjoy this again, then, Pete? Watching it, I I think it's I watched it as a kid. Well, when I'd have been what twelve when this came out, so I watched it when I was younger and thought at the time it was like entertaining, and and basically you're watching it for the 
for the booby traps and the and the guys getting their the nostalgia as much as anything yeah, else now. yeah watching again after such a long time i was gobsmacked at how long it took to actually get to the action because mm. i didn't realize the setup i guess in that maybe the second one it gets into the action a, a little bit quicker because you kind of you need less of a setup albeit still a setup but no i thought it was like it's one of those things that i think it's mostly awful but it still did entertain me to a point my son watched it start to finish with absolutely no kind of like emotional reaction or whatever and maybe the odd kind of like chuckle when some of the the, the silly stuff happened to, the, to yeah. the wet bandits but he, he watched the whole thing and that's the first time he's watched a, a, a full film it's a long start time to finish to that's there, live yeah. action like not a cartoony one i did say there's another one would you want to watch it and he was like yeah but it seemed pretty ambivalent about it but there's a third one but it's not macaulay culkin no exactly yeah. i think there might even be four or five right, like, there's others but there is a reunion type one isn't there god so it's coming this- out it's either out or it's coming out with like macaulay really yeah well, like well, th- this one to avoid i was gonna watch a christmas story they have a new one of of those as well which okay, you didn't yeah. like i mean these these movies okay i i enjoyed it again i must say i didn't think i would enjoy it well the missus watches this every year so yeah. her and my daughter they watched it this year i was out thank god i just don't like it i just don't yeah like well, it. there's not a, your platform to, to just you know i'm going to pete we'll tell us, you why yeah. i just don't like it there's not a single character in it who is likable for me like even macaulay Culkin, I just find like I don't like child actors, so I'm on the back foot anyway. But I just find his character just fucking irritating. John Candy. Uh, I've always been on the fence with John Candy. Don't really like him either. You were because I was going. Yeah, I, I know it's controversial because everyone seems to love him. I just think his films are all the same. He's just like a fat guy who's like sort of funny, maybe, but not really. Yeah. Joe Pesci's fucking better than this. Like, it's just <laughs> fucking trash. I obviously like. I'm. I know I'm in the minority. The budget for it was 18 mil. It took 477. It was in the Guinness Book of Records as the highest box office gross for comedy. Uh, I don't know if that still stands or not, but obviously hugely popular. It's just not. It's just not for me. Let's just. I'll just just. It's, it's you know. not for society, but it is for pretty much everyone. Yeah, everyone else, else loves it. With yeah. kids as well, it's a fairly safe one for. You know, eight, nine plus. You could go um, into the second one and double down on hateable people because Donald Trump's in that one. Yeah. 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 We I think I prefer the second I'm going to watch the second one again. Again, I haven't seen it for years, but I'm going to watch that because you've got like... Macaulay Culkin's stunt double was a 30-year-old man, a very short 30-year-old man, so it must be like Reeks height. Because <laughs> I was going to say there is the laughable bit where he kind of... What's it called? Like zip lines from the yeah. from the house down to, like, to the tree house. Yeah. And it's blatantly like a bloke in a blonde <laughs> wig, which is hilarious. But why wouldn't they just use a, a like a stunt child? They, they exist, right? Or, or, or why wouldn't they just completely own that and put somebody who looked nothing like him other than the blonde wig? The people, the people of Poland, they really like this because it's considered a traditional Christmas movie. It's aired on national te- television during primetime Christmas every year. In 2010, the movie was scheduled not to air but was broadcast over 90,000 people protested. Wow. In 2011, the movie aired on September 23rd with an audience of over 5 million, making it the most popular show aired during the Christmas season in Poland. I think it's... Do not holiday in Poland at that time of year. This is my advice <laughs> I to you. think it's because it was one of the first film shows because it was communist rule there. And when it when all of a sudden Western films started arriving in Poland, this this was one of the... Bring back communism, then. The first one. Yeah. 
That seems like a good idea. <laughs> you just think what other films they could have opened with. You well, know, Die Hard like was Lawrence of Arabia. Die Hard or... was was one of the first as well. That's huge. See, well, this Christmas we've what we've done Die Hard. Yeah, they've done Home Alone. We've started. We started watching Glass Onion. Not obviously not a Christmas movie at all, but really good. I watched Banshees of Inner Sharon. Did anyone else catch anything? I good? want to see that. It's I fucking. It's tremendous. It's really really good. Okay. You'd love it. You would really love that. I did watch. Started to watch Reacher. Um, okay, well, the series. Or yeah, the, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, and that started okay. He's like a, a massive Sherlock, isn't he? He's, yeah. uh, and there was another film that I watched that I won't ever watch again and that I can't remember. Right, I cool. watched two hours of it. Nice. Yeah. For me, Christmas films are Star Wars, original Star Wars trilogy, uh, like Rays of the Lost Ark. These oh, kinds we of watched Rays of the Lost Ark. Yeah, well, that's, that's what we did. That's a yeah. classic. Yeah. Not Christmas film, but at, you watch, to watch Christmas uh, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Home Alone, don't think I'll go there again, but Home Alone 2, I'm going to queue it up in my household at some point very soon. Well, we better start thinking about films for, for New Year's. I think our next load of stuff will be leaning heavily on Henry Cavill's output. So okay. stay tuned for that. What a great way to start the year. Bye. <laughs>